0: This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, S Drotar, on Twitter, and the World Series is upon us. One game to one after two, both of them with some uh, offense and one-sided games. uh, Joining us now to bring in a little more perspective to that is our Baseball Insider, Jen Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. Uh, Jen, we ended up uh, picking the morning of game one. Uh, I, I, I did suggest you pick Atlanta for that one game, but we both did like Houston for this series. I especially feel that way now that Charlie Morton suffered that injury off the comebacker from Uli Gurriel. That certainly reduces what they can do from the pitching side of things. But now uh, you could make the argument Atlanta did what they needed to do. They stole one of those first two games on the road. It goes back to Atlanta on Friday uh, now to pick the series back up. Neither of these games have been close. Six to two, seven to two. The team that has been mashing the ball wins. Do you think that's going to continue in Atlanta?
1: No, I don't. I think it will be closer. Listen, what's interesting is in both of these games, both teams have been getting a lot of hits. Uh, It's just that one team in each game happened to get more runs across the plate. So everybody's hitting the ball well, but I favor the Braves uh, for this first game back in Atlanta. You know, they haven't had a World Series game there in 22 years. Uh, The stadium is going to be rocking. You got two talented young righties on the mound, but Ian Anderson is the pitcher that I just trust a little bit more. We know that Luis Garcia has been dealing with a knee injury. He's blown up a couple times in postseason, and and who knows? He could have a completely dominant start. You know, uh, I still like the Astros for the series, but I think it's possible that the Braves take this one. And if I'm betting, the odds are pretty even right now. And minus 110, both sides, I'm taking Atlanta if I have to pick for this game only. Now, we should mention Ian Anderson's only gone more than five innings in one of his three postseason starts, but both bullpens should be rested. And also, we have to think about the fact that Houston's going to be dealing with how they can figure out to get Jordan Alvarez's bat in this lineup. So, if they use Yordan, and I don't see how they sit him, they're going to have to move him to left. I think Tucker takes center. Brantley goes to right. Everybody's playing outside of their position there. So I can see some sloppiness happening, happening until they get a little bit more settled. I think that Braves can steal this one though, not by a large margin.
0: It is going to be interesting moving to Atlanta and those national league rules, of course, because that's a really good point when you look at, uh, Uh, A guy like Tucker, he spent 28 total innings in center all year. So that's kind of a a, a different situation. And it's also going to be different because the weather is expected to be much chillier, Uh, could be in the in the high 40s or low 50s. And it's supposed to be uh, at least a little bit potential of rain, not enough to to set the game off, at least at this point. But uh, you could have a bit of a sloppy track. You could have the kind of game that, that Houston hasn't had to play in in quite some time, add that to the fact that that you might have potentially three guys in defensive positions they're not normally at. Yeah, it does seem like there's a risk, but let's go back to Alvarez and and also to Alex Bregman, who I think is interesting. One of the things mm-hmm. that you focused on the last time we uh, recorded earlier this week was how the, a good the Astros offense has been. Mm-hmm. But. In, in the last two series, a couple of these guys, the chase rate has gone through the roof That in two games thus far. Now, it's only two. It's a small sample size. But the Astros chase rate right now is at 39.1%. That's way higher than what they averaged in the season. And the worst team during the regular season was the Marlins at 31%. Bregman has a 50% himself. Uh, Guriel and Altuve are also 50% or higher. Obviously, given Altuve's performance, you can also see how that doesn't necessarily matter. Things can come around, but it does look, at least in these early couple games, as if some of the Astros are maybe pressing a bit offensively.
1: Yeah, I think there's something wrong with Bregman. The others, I'm not at all concerned about. Again, as you said, two-game sample size. And if we look at the course of the postseason, that doesn't hold. So one thing we do have to remember is these teams haven't seen each other, right? I mean, we've seen the Red Sox. The Red Sox have seen us. So we have an idea how these guys pitch. But these guys haven't been matched up with Max Fried and Ian Anderson. Now, they knew Charlie Morton. So uh, but now we know Charlie Morton is removed from this equation. So, you know, I think that that has a little bit to do with the fact they've never seen these pitchers. And I think both managers are smart enough to to figure out how to pitch the other team. Um, It's it's definitely something I don't like seeing the Astros strike out more than usual. But I do think that will even out. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about that um, I, I am impressed that the Braves have been hitting a little better than they usually do, hit, making more contact. So that is great for them. But I also wonder, of course, their team is built for the stadium. They're built to be an NL team. But I also wonder if they will also suffer a little bit being without Jorge Soler.
0: Yeah, obviously, Solaire becomes the first person in the 117-year history of the World Series to become mm-hmm. the first batter up to to hit a home run in his series. And uh, yeah, he's not going to be in that lineup, and he's been an, an asset for them. Lest you believe that it's just uh, the some of the guys pressing are just on the Astros, Austin Riley, who basically led this, this Braves team in essentially every major batting category, has had a pretty bland postseason. Mm-hmm. He's only hitting 245. Uh The— The uh, game that he's had in general has been a little more like it was the year prior. He's (laughs) up from strikeouts from 25% in the regular season to 37% in the postseason. Now, he's another guy that if he keeps swinging and missing, then he can't be as impactful as they need him to be. One of the other things that we discussed that that I think is interesting, and you brought it up, both of these teams have been hitting just a couple teams, one in each of these games, only one of the teams is actually getting the runs knocked in. So in this case, when I look at guys striking out at the rate they do, and I understand that we're in sort of a different era of baseball where the strikeouts aren't frowned on in the way they used to be. This kind of seems like one of those series where those strikeouts could be a big deal because with base paths that have often been clogged, uh, guys need to be able to cash this in, and that means not giving up empty outs with the whiff.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty frustrating. Both teams have had a lot of opportunities with runners in scoring position and they haven't capitalized. So surely that has to change. I mean, you you can't, you know, be competitive if you can't get runners across the plate. So I can't see it always just flip-flopping from one team to the other. I think these games are going to get tighter, um, which is why I don't love betting the run line on this game. I think this could easily be a one-run game, however they win it. But one thing I do think I feel okay about is uh, betting hitting props for this game. If you want to go to prop, you know, Maybe Michael Brantley, two or more hits at um, plus 160. That feels like a pretty nice prop to me. He's actually batting, let's see, I have this note here, 363 this year versus righties, but 352 in the postseason. So I, I kind of like it, you know, him getting two hits. I think that's very doable. You know, Freddie Freeman is another one that you could bet on to get a couple of hits, plus 190 if, for two or more hits. You know, Jordan Alvarez is actually plus 300 for two or more hits. So wow. that's kind of the way I'm leaning. If I'm betting player, props. I do think there will be hit, hits, but to your point about the weather and, You know, there's an automatic out, if you will, uh, once every nine guys because of the NL rules. I'm also leaning towards the under. You know, this eight and a half line has been really, really good. The first game, it came to eight. And game two, it came to nine. So this run line is so tight. But if I'm picking one side, I think I'm going to lean the under.
0: I agree. Given exactly those those explanations, obviously, the way you put it, where you basically have an automatic out every nine batters, uh, you're talking about good pitching and you're talking about whether that that may be a little difficult to hit. And all those things combined uh, are are definitely factors. So I'm with you. I believe that the under is the, the way to go. Uh, there's another play I want to mention with the, the Astros that looks like he could get right in Game 3, and that's Carlos Correa, who has had a decent postseason, hitting two seventy-three, but of late, not so much. Uh, he's had exactly one hit. It was in the, the Game 2 win by the Astros, but he's had exactly one hit uh, in the last four games. So he's been a little bit cold, and he's been striking out a lot during that span, during that same stretch, six strikeouts. But that could change because... Now, facing a guy like Anderson, who does have a little more of the fastball changeup type selection, that's where Correa tends to go pretty well. Uh, this season is OPS against changeups 1.066. So he's going to be ready for that kind of pitch from Anderson. Anderson ends up uh, putting it in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Uh, Correa might be a, a good bet to go ahead and not only get a couple hits, but maybe a couple RBIs as well. It's funny because I look at this game. And I'm inclined to agree with you that the Braves are probably the pick for game three in part because of that pitching matchup. But I do look at these offenses and and I still think the Astros are the one that's more likely to blow up. So I'm a little confused as to why I agree with you and think the Braves are going to win game three.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think it's more, I I honestly am picking them mostly on feeling the home field advantage and them just and clicking and getting lucky. And maybe Luis Garcia making a, a couple of mistakes because Again, as I said, I still think the Astros take this overall. Um, my gut and my heart kind of feels like it it could be the Astros, but my head says, no, there's too much there for the Braves. They can't drop this one. So, you know, and literally the sports books feel the same way. It's 50-50. I mean, it's basically a pick em here, you know, pick who you want. You can pick point to any facts you want and see who's going to win. I just think the home field advantage, I'm basically picking on the crowd being so amped up and the guys being so excited to be at home. And they are perfect at home in the postseason so far, 5-0. and
0: That's obviously a, an, an impressive thing as well. So that, what you've hit on, I think, is really fun. It's fun from a baseball fan standpoint, difficult from a veteran uh, type of standpoint. But this really has become, in the early going, a series in which it's pretty fair to say I, I don't think it's been very predictable. Uh, you don't really know what's going to happen. These two teams are are not mirror images of each other. They are different teams, but they both seem to have strengths where the others potentially have weaknesses. And what we've seen in these first two games kind of bears that out. Whoever plays better on that given day is likely just to win the game because one of them isn't night and day better than the other, given their relative strengths and weaknesses. So uh, this is going to be a fun one with game three coming up on friday game four of course coming up on saturday that means that no matter what happens we can be back here on tuesday discussing another world series game
1: that's right and we will be you know this makes for great baseball it makes for a great world series two really fun teams and you know such storylines the Astros trying to avenge the 2017 you know they they want to get the world series where it's it's fair and square with no aster
0: next maybe to get the it. uh, dusty great. baker's first title at the age of 72
1: Huge. Dusty Baker's first title. And of course, of course, you've heard the story about the the hitting coach, you know, Snitker's wife uh, being caught in the middle because her son is the hitting coach for the Astros. So I don't know (laughs) if if I'm her. I understand feeling caught in between. But listen, she's the only one we know for sure is going home with a win.
0: (laughs) Right. That'd be the way you'd have to think about it. Right. You're like, hey. Somebody, I, somebody I love is gonna win. So that's that's, right. that's 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 you have to think on the bright side. Uh, this is gonna be fun. Obviously, it, it's gonna be entertaining baseball. Uh, hopefully, we get some games that are closer. But unpredictability is part of what makes baseball so much fun, and that's what we're seeing in this series make sure you follow jen on twitter at jen piacenti again that's p-i-a-c-e-n-t-i for all the latest and you should be anyway if you want to be betting because uh it's what's we'll be totally honest here it's not as if your world revolves only around baseball there are other things that you can be uh checking (laughs) out for on twitter for the the good advice with as well but we will be back uh, with you on tuesday taking a look at that series which uh, who knows we could be right back where we started with this series tied or one of these teams could maybe even be one game away from claiming the entire thing so uh, we'll be back with you then enjoy the baseball uh, have fun this weekend jen thanks for joining us i'm looking forward to catching up with the tuesday
1: i'm looking forward to it enjoy your world series weekend
0: Yes, indeed. We're looking forward to catching up with you on Tuesday as well. But as for now, thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.